Welcome to the Peaceful Life Podcast. This is your host, Laura, coming to you from a cottage in the woods in the beautiful and very warm mountains of California. Money. It's a common concept that money fixes everything, that if we just had more, we would be happy. The lottery system and casinos, they bank on that perception. Today, I'm going to talk about money and how you can change your relationship to it so that your life can be more peaceful. What does that mean? Well, studies show that money is the number one stressor in a love relationship. Above communication, work, in-laws, children, it can be a cause for depression and even suicide. Now, I talked a little bit about chasing happiness in my episode titled, When is Perfect? And that does come into play when we talk about money. No matter how much we have, it seems we always need or want more. Now, because of my own varied careers in my life, I've had years where I've made lots of money and years where I've made very little and had to lead a sparser lifestyle. And one important lesson that I learned is that my income level had no relation to my happiness level. But I will tell you the secret to happiness and money. No matter how much you make, you must live within or better yet beneath your means. I know that's a foreign concept to many people, especially Americans. We love to overindulge, overconsume, and portray a lifestyle that we can't afford. We do this to impress others, to make ourselves feel better, and to convince ourselves that we're living the good life. The problem with that is the more that you spend beyond your means, the worse your financial situation becomes. It's a vicious, vicious cycle. So let's talk about debt. There is good debt and there's bad debt. Credit cards are bad, bad debt. But there's a way to use them so they don't use you. Keep listening. I'll cover this a little later in the episode. I define financial freedom as you having control over your money instead of your money having control over you. And the very first step to financial freedom is understanding where your money is going. Now, this might take one hour out of your busy life, but it's crucial and it's pretty easy. Just start a spreadsheet and go over every transaction from your bank and credit cards for one month. You're going to start adding up your expenses by category. Now, there are also software programs and websites that can help you do this, like Quicken or Mint, but you can do it simply with a spreadsheet or even on paper. Your categories will be like utilities, Food, clothing, pets, restaurant, entertainment, which includes movies, streaming, and cable. Don't make credit cards a category. Use your credit card statement and include those charges into your categories. If you think you paid cash for something, then try to remember when and how. 
Now, once you do that, you have it in black and white and you can work with it. You will see where your money is going and where you can cut back. Next, divide the list into absolute expenses and lifestyle. Absolute are those you have to pay to survive, like mortgage or rent, utilities, food, car. Lifestyle purchases would be things like manicures, movies, vacation travel, those coffee shop lattes. I'm hoping that your income far exceeds your absolute expenses. If not, then it's time to downsize your house, your car, basic living. That's what I did. And believe me, it's not fun. But you know what is fun? Not worrying about your money on a monthly basis. Your goal is to get to the point where your expenses are far below your income. Low enough so you have money to save, sock it away, and a little play money too. A savings is incredibly important because there are always unexpected expenses that come up. Maybe medical, maybe family, maybe you lose your job. You want to have such a healthy nest egg so you don't have to worry about surprises. They say you should have at least six months salary and savings. So that's your goal. Unless you see what you've spent and earn. In black and white, it's really easy to believe you have more money than you actually do, or you spend less than you actually do, or convince yourself that you'll have it in the future to pay off your credit card. So that is a consumer's number one trap, credit cards. If you have one takeaway from this episode, I hope it's this. I'm going to walk you through how to flip the whole credit card system, which is exploiting you and every other average consumer. Like many people, I fell into the credit card trap as a young adult. During college, they start sending you the pre-authorization notices and entice you to start building your credit. But back then, when I was in college, there was no information about how these companies were actually scamming you. Now you're a little more protected, but not much. And that was way back when the interest rate was like in the 8 to 10% range. Now they can go up to 20, 22, 25, and even 28%, which is basically legal loan sharking. They set it up so if you pay the minimum payment each month, it will keep racking up interest and service charges to the point where you never pay it off. If your balance is, say, $2,000 and you charge a $20 dinner at Friday's, that dinner might end up costing you hundreds of dollars in the long run in interest and fees, more than if you had paid cash at the finest restaurant in town. They set it up so you can't win, and you're paying 10, 20, 100 times more the original cost of the item. It's crazy. You see, the credit card companies count on you not paying off the balance. They want you to see just that monthly payment so you can justify it to yourself that you can afford it. Only $25 a month. I can do that. 
Believe me, it's a trap. Retailers also do that with cars, furniture, televisions, many big ticket items. Car dealers will ask you what you want to pay each month to get you thinking about that instead of your loan interest rate or the total cost of the car. It's a very common trick, especially when there is debt, credit, or a loan involved. They could sell you a car at cost because they make their biggest money on the car loans. So once you learn that the whole monthly payment idea is a trap and are mindful of what you put on your credit card, then you've taken the first step to making peace with your money. The second step is to get your credit card balances down to zero. Start by paying off more than the monthly minimum as much as you can until the credit card is paid off. Make this your number one priority because credit card debt is expensive. Every dollar costs you $100 or more. It is not smart money. You get a holiday bonus from the firm? Don't buy the latest game system. Pay off your credit cards. Believe me, you will thank yourself in the long run. So fast forward, and now your balance is zero. Congratulations! You won't believe how good it feels. Now, your strategy going forward is to charge only what you can pay off each month. It's a novel idea, right? Then pay the full balance every month before the due date, before you get charged interest. Now, another trick the credit card companies will do is change your due date on you. So one month you might think you have till the 20th, but then they change your due date to the 10th, and then suddenly you're overdue and they're adding late fees and finance charges and even upping your interest rate because you didn't pay on time. Isn't that evil? So set a reminder or have your bank account automatically pay the balance each month. And that will keep you in line not to overspend as well. Last but not least, make sure you have a credit card that gives you points or cash back. They can afford to do that because so many people are paying so much interest that it's just a drop in the bucket to them. But if you pay off your credit card each month and still reap the benefits of the points, then you're gaming the system. You're getting more from them than they are getting from you. I have only two credit cards now. One Amazon card that gives me credit on Amazon via points and one that's over seven years old that shows established credit. I'll let you guess which one I use the most. And I've gotten so much free stuff from Amazon since I shop there anyway. It's a no-brainer. To lead a financially free life, you're going to have to make changes to your thinking and behavior. You have to stop caring about what people think of you or how you appear to others. A really great book about this is called The Millionaire Next Door. It's by Thomas J. Stanley and 
definitely worth a read. This is what changed my entire attitude about money and saved me from bankruptcy to leading a very financially secure life. The takeaway from this book is that the real millionaires are not driving the expensive cars or wearing the designer suits. They did a complete survey. The real millionaires value their quality of life over what people think of them. They don't care about public perception. They'll have modest houses, they drive Fords, and they manage their money intelligently so they're able to live a fun and free life. So let's talk about cars since that's a big and necessary expense. 12 years ago, I bought a BMW 740iL. It was a big, massive, expensive car. And guess what? It was the very worst car I've ever owned. Granted, it impressed people when I drove up to a party or took a client to lunch, but it broke down all the time. And every time it did, it was at least $1,000 in repairs. Now, before that, I had a Ford SUV, which was a workhorse. And after a year of driving this BMW around, I was so fed up with it that I put it on non-op and I bought another Ford, which I am still driving today, 10 years later. I love it. It's a hybrid. It has over 110,000 miles and I'll drive it until I can't drive it anymore. I used to be the kind of person who got a new car every five years. It's the allure of getting the newest, shiniest, bestest thing out there. But again, you have to change that thinking because once the shiny wears off, what are you left with? Payments, debt. And car debt is not good debt because cars lose their value fast. So nice not to have a car payment now. I can use that $500 a month towards savings or travel or other things. And as far as I know, nobody has ever severed their relationship with me personally or professionally because of the car I drive. And if you think about that, it's so silly. So what is good debt? A mortgage is good debt as long as it's a mortgage at a good rate that you can afford. Because the more you pay it off, the more equity you have in your home. Also, as far as today goes, you can write off all that interest on your tax return, assuming you itemize. So basically, the interest is free. And real estate does have a tendency to increase in value if you hold on to it long enough. Cars, on the other hand, don't. Televisions don't. Furniture doesn't. Another strategy that I've implemented is to replace repeating purchases with a one-time purchase. I bought a nice coffee maker instead of going to the coffee shop every morning. It's already paid for itself and more after six years. I bought a pet shaver instead of taking Roscoe to the groomer every couple of months. Yeah, he looks like he has a mom cut, but it's already saved me hundreds of dollars in pet grooming fees. 
I paint my own nails now while I watch TV. And most importantly, I've learned to cook rather than eating out all the time. That is a real money suck, eating out. And anyway, making your own meals is so much healthier. Now I only eat out on special occasions or when I'm meeting a friend, maybe once or twice a month. For me, I considered saving money a challenge, an adventure. I continued to track my monthly expenses, income, and savings and found that living a simpler life made for a more happier life. So even the journey of downsizing and simplifying and cutting out made me more peaceful. If you listen to one of my earlier episodes, Simplifying Your Life, I talk about clutter busting, another book which changed my life. Check that one out too. Bottom line is you have to stop avoiding the numbers and start looking at them. The only way to fix your finances is to start with that spreadsheet and see what's going wrong. Last but not least, I've learned to shop resale rather than retail about 80% of the time for things like clothes, furniture, kitchen stuff, books. And once you get the hang of it, It's really fun. Here's a hint too. Find thrift stores in the more upscale neighborhoods and you'll find great bargains on quality items. Last year, I had a lean year. But there's nothing in this world that I feel I'm lacking. I fixed my finances to the point where I can pay my bills, take the occasional trip, have a healthy savings account, and a nice retirement fund. And that allows me to breathe freely and sleep at night and have a more peaceful life. So how do I know if I've done this right? I look at how my daughter is handling her finances. By the time she graduated college, she had enough savings to pay off her student loans. Now we split her student loans 50-50 and she paid off her share the week she graduated. At 25 years old, her only debt is her house, which she shares with her husband, her own car, which she bought new under $20,000. She has a healthy savings account and a retirement fund. She has an Amazon credit card that she pays off every month and reaps the benefits of the rewards. She has no money worries, even though she works for herself and her income is up and down. 25 years old and she's got this. I'm so proud. I patterned it for her. She followed and it works. If you have any questions about making peace with money or how to handle your debt or finances, email me at laura at thepeaceful.life and I'll see if I can help you. And if I can't, I'll find someone who can. And I encourage you again to check out that book, The Millionaire Next Door, where they break down the daily habits of the average millionaire and where and what they buy. I'll put the link to the book in the show notes. This is Laura. 
And you've been listening to the Peaceful Life Podcast. Remember, you are a spectacular human being and you can do this. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And we're now on Spotify, so check us out over there. May every sunrise bring you promise and every sunset bring you peace.